He is going for close. Drew Pearson. He got it. Touchdown. all right all right welcome in this is now about them cowboys episode number 19 we're talking week two of training camp from mozzie smith jalen tolbert eric scott demarvion overshown micah parsons trayvon diggs dak prescott we got a bunch of updates from the last week and we have nfl football thursday night we had football we got cowboys football coming up next weekend it's like it's about that time. So how about them Cowboys? But before I continue, I want to let everybody know they can find me on the Twitter at Coach Sheps. We can discuss all things Cowboys football, fantasy football. If you want more fantasy football content, check out at Toilets Titles on the Twitter or X, right? That's what it's being called right now. You can also check us out by just subscribing to our YouTube channel, hitting the bell. We got multiple shows throughout the week. And speaking of shows, last week we were joined by Jess Neverez. It was the best Now About Them Cowboys show. Well, it was the most viewed now about them Cowboys show, probably one of the best ones we've ever done. So shout out to Jess, but it had over 900 views. So everybody, if you're returning, I really appreciate you. If you're new viewers or listeners, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, I appreciate you for checking us out. Hit the like button, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. All right. Training camp. Shoulder pads, thigh pads, some players, you know, got their knee pads on, their girdle pads, all that stuff. That's enough pad talk. But players are geared up, ready to go. Another thing that's geared up is their mouths. We're starting to get chippy. If any of you have uh, paid attention to training camps over the past few years, you know, you watch the intro to now about them Cowboys. We got Dez saying, you can't guard me. You can't guard me. You can't guard me. It's not uncommon for training camps to get chippy. And I really don't even want to talk about this because I think it's dumb because it's something that happens every year. But the media, they're nonstop talking about it. If you if you follow Mike Leslie, if you're from Texas, you probably know Mike Leslie. I follow him on Twitter. He actually summed it up pretty good. But Trayvon Diggs made a play on Dak, told Dak, you know, shut your beep, beep up. And media, you know, you know how it is being a Cowboys fan and being a member of the Cowboys Anything that happens with the Cowboys is going to get blown up out of proportion. It's not a big deal. They're competitors. They are competing with one another. This is something that happens at practice. And then Dak was going at Kelvin Joseph today at the blue and white scrimmage. And I know you're listening to this on Sunday. So, so yesterday at the blue and white scrimmage, but it's football. It's part of being on a team. It's part of being competitive. And it's not only like, it's not like, other sports where I wouldn't see baseball players going at it like this. This is football. This is an offense versus defensive dynamic. You're trying to get the best of your opponent. And in practice, your opponent is the defensive side of the football. So, of course, there's going to be a little bit of rivalry, especially when you've been seeing the same faces competing with the same faces for months. You're probably getting sick and tired of seeing those faces, and you're probably getting ready to go ahead and compete against some other opponents. So it is not a big deal at all. Actually, I enjoy when there's tenacity, relentlessness, 
chippiness, all of that in practice, because I think that raises the level of play. When two players are going at it like that, the rest of the team responds to that. It picks the energy up, and I think it 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 makes better reps for the rest of practice because now there's something on the line. They're not just going through the motion. So it's not a big deal, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Cowboys fan and trying to talk it down. No, I, I think it's dumb that people even consider it a big deal. It's two competitors at the highest level. Of course, they're going to go at it during practice. And I know when they suit up on game day and they're looking across the locker room at each other, they're like, I know what this dude's made of because I challenged him. And I'm super excited that I get to compete with him on my team for the rest of the season. So I got that out of the way. Let's talk about some positive stuff. CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, holy cow. We got, check out YouTube shorts. Shout out to the titles. Uh, I put together a few clips of, Multiple passing plays, like it just it seems every day. I love being on social media during Cowboys training camp stuff, man. Dak is, I know he's had his, you know, a few interceptions here and there, but he's been throwing dimes. And it's been absolutely beautiful to watch him connect with CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, what I have seen from him in the clips that I have watched is the extra gear he has when the ball is in the air. There are going to be Quite a few big plays from Brandon Cooks this season. God willing, he stays healthy because Dak puts that ball up, lets it fly. Cooks hits an extra gear when he needs to. And the separation he creates from the defender, even if he's already past the defender by that point, but he creates more and more separation. If he stays on his feet, touchdown. So I'm looking for some big plays. And what this adds, having a guy like Brandon Cooks who can take the ball to the house at any time, it makes a safety have to drop back. Okay, they gotta they gotta worry about this guy beating the corner, which is two defenders now that have to focus on Brandon Cooks. And what's one of the most the, the, the most dynamic aspects of CeeDee Lamb's game? Yards after the catch, breaking tackles. Now you're pulling a safety out of the box, you're putting him deep. CeeDee Lamb can work the intermediate area of the field. If he's lined up with a slot corner, a linebacker, whatever. When he runs past them and he turns up field, that safety now has to come downhill from playing over the top of Brandon Cooks. CeeDee Lamb's going to eat up chunk yardage and then be in one-on-one situations. So not only, you know, is this something that's a good aspect for Cooks, it's going to open up things for, for Michael Gallup. It's going to open up things for Jake Ferguson, Luke Schoonmaker, Peyton Hendershot. It opens up things for the whole offense because the defense now has to respect that deep shot. So Brandon Cooks, he's absolutely legitimate. And CeeDee Lamb, if you've watched some clips from him this past week, he is doing number 88 things. And I'm sure Des Bryant – is absolutely proud. He's going up over defenders, one-handed catches, mossing these defenders, just making things happen. And, and it's like highlight after highlight after highlight. And he's coming into his own, man. And I know, you know, Trayvon Diggs got paid. I'm sure the Cowboys are going to pay him soon. But I think I wouldn't be surprised. CeeDee Lamb, all pro, top five wide receiver in fantasy football. Dak's going to pepper him. And the addition of Brandon Cooks is only going to make it easier for CeeDee Lamb to have monster plays because the defense can't just focus on CD. All right. Now we do have a wide receiver, a young guy, Jalen Brooks, right? Jalen Brooks, wide receiver, university out of South Carolina. He was picked number 244 for the Dallas Cowboys in college. He only had 785 receiving yards. Okay. He had two touchdowns. Uh, most games he played was 2022 season where he played 12 prior to that. It was five, the first two seasons. And he also had the most yardage then 504 yards played with Spencer Rattler, uh, he had one touchdown, but 
I scroll through the Twitter feed. I listen to, you know, some of the Cowboys podcasts, you know, Brian Broaddus, um, Bobby Belt, John Machoda, shout out to Kyle Yeomans, uh, Girls Talk, Boys Talk, you know, all the Cowboys podcasts I listen to throughout the week. Jalen Brooks has been a name that is coming up nonstop. He's showing up at wide receiver consistently, catch after catch. He's turning heads. He's developing a fan base in the organization and in the fan base. And here's a quote out here. So he's got off to a good start from camp, but he'll have to make the team based off of special teams. Okay. So, so people are expecting that, you know, his wide receivers is pretty heavy in front of him. So he's going to have to make it, you know, based upon being able to help with special teams. And then, you know, somebody gets hurt, he can step up and play. But I heard during the blue and white scrimmage, he beat CJ Goodwin and Kelvin Joseph off a double of a double team press in punt coverage. So he's already showing that he can be a special teams guy. And I'm sure, you know, Bones Fossil, Mike McCarthy, they're going to work together to try to get this guy a roster spot if he can do this. And he can also play at wide receiver. And, and you know, it's not looking good for a guy like Simi Fajoko right now because Jalen Brooks, again, he's 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 showing he can do special teams and play wide receiver. So Simi, I don't, I don't know if he's capable of doing that. And the wide receivers in front of him, you know, Jalen Tolbert stepping up. That's, you know, Cooks, Lamb, Tolbert, Gallup. You know, if Fajoko is the five, you don't play special teams. You might see a guy like Jalen Brooks, you know, and then you also got Kevontae Turpin to play special teams. That's seven right there. So, you know, one of those guys isn't going to make the roster. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Fajoko, but keep an eye on Jalen Brooks because he's doing good things back to back to back to back every single practice stacking days, man, stacking pancakes. Isn't something you usually see from an edge defender. I don't know if any of you saw that clip, Michael Parsons versus Tyron Smith coming around the corner slapped him with one arm, dropped Tyron to the ground. You know, Tyron, he ain't the guy he used to be. He's getting old. He's coming off some injuries. So knock on wood, you know, he stays healthy this year. There's my wood. You know, every week I feel like I'm knocking on that thing. I hope he stays healthy because I think him and Tyler are doing good things. I saw them have a good rep against Mozzie where, you know, he he, he has some trouble. You know, those guys, I think they're getting it done. And I want to see Tyron and Tyler, but I still don't, I don't think, I don't know if this was eight years ago. If Mike could be able to do that to Tyron because Tyron used to bop, turn and, and throw people on their side anyway. So I don't know if this is Micah just coming into his own as an all pro absolute stud. I don't know if this is Tyron taking a step back, not being the guy he was or a little bit of both, but it was absolutely phenomenal to see. I know there was a few plays in camp where Micah got real close to Dak one play where he took him to the ground and, I, you know, they said that coaches were talking to him, telling him he's got to back up. And he said he likes to play real close to the line and not the line of scrimmage, like the, the line that you don't cross. And Michael Parsons is another guy. Like I said, CD, I wouldn't be surprised in fantasy if he's a top five. I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Parsons wins defense player of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins MVP. This is one of the most dynamic players the Dallas Cowboys have had in quite some time. He's wreaking havoc. He came into camp ready. And quote after quote after quote, the dude just says the right things. You can tell he doesn't want to just be good. I mean, hell, he doesn't even want to just be great. He wants to be one of the best to ever do what he's talking about. He wants to be in the Hall of Fame. He wants to be one of the best players ever in the Hall of Fame. So I am super excited to see Michael Parsons. And I'm excited to watch Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith play next to each other. I know this wasn't really, I wasn't talking up Tyron here, you know, kind of talking down on him a little bit, but I still respect Tyron if he could stay healthy. Him as the veteran next to a young guy like Tyler, I think they can do some things together. Now, speaking of veterans, I'm going to go to the defensive side of the football. Stephon Gilmore, clinic. This guy just puts on a coverage clinic. He is so disciplined. 
right where he needs to be, when he needs to be there, never looks frantic, always looks poised. Uh, C.D. Lamb had to say this on Stephon Gilmore. He's the smartest defensive back that I've ever lined up against. He knows certain routes off of my alignment, and it sucks. It's really chess with him. You're not just running a route, and that's making me better. On the walkthrough reps, he'll tell me what he's thinking. Just off my alignment, just picking his brain. It's tough going against him, but I like it. Man, so it's making C.D. better. It's making the defense better. And one thing I really enjoy, Trayvon Diggs just getting that huge payday. You, I, you've heard me say this. If you've been listening now about them Cowboys, smart people learn from other people. You know what I mean? Like they don't learn from their mistakes. You know, people learn from their mistakes, but they also they learn from other people's mistakes. Stephon Gilmore, I feel like he can teach Trayvon Diggs and help Trayvon Diggs because he's been there. He's won Defensive Player of the Year. He's won a Super Bowl. You know, he can say to Trayvon, if you want what I got, you got to do what I did. And he also has the clout to say that. And it seems it is all panning out. There are clips, photos of Stefan and Trayvon in the middle of a session, getting some water, talking, breaking things down. And that's what I wanted for Trayvon. And now I'm hearing that Stefan is doing that for CD, breaking things down for him. Like this veteran, I am so, you know, and again, I'm not just wearing, you know, blue star glasses, everything's rainbows and butterflies, because it's not. But I'm super happy and fired up about these veteran signings. Brandon Cooks looks the part, absolute stud. Stephon Gilmore looks the part, absolute stud. And, and Stephon Gilmore, so so Brandon Cooks, he's making everybody's job easier on the offense. Stephon Gilmore, I think, makes everybody better on the defense. So super excited about that. Now we got a young guy on the defense side of the football, Tamarvion Overshone. I heard a few days ago during practice, Leighton Bandrash was out there and they had Overshone wearing the dot. So he was calling the defense. So I'm not, I don't think that's going to be something that's going to happen. Excuse me, early in the season. You know, I don't expect Overshone to start, but I, I mean, at this rate, who knows? But Dan Quinn obviously feels like this is a bright young dude who's completely capable of handling whatever he's throwing at him. So shout out to Overshone. Shout out to Dan Quinn for recognizing that challenging this young guy and, you know, putting more on his plate, you know, after the plate's empty, he said, feed me coach, feed me. And uh, Leighton Van Rush is out there overshone. He's calling the plays. He's getting a little bit, you know, he's getting some experience because we know Leighton Van Rush has some injury history. Damone Clark has some injury history. Jabril, Gla Jabril Cox has some injury history, but then during the blue and white scrimmage overshone had two electrifying interceptions and one of them ended the scrimmage. It was on like, he was breaking. It was like a little screen pass to a running back. Ball pops up to the air. He dives it, rolls over. It hits him in his chest, and he catches it. So dude's making plays. I'm excited about Overshow, and I think he's going to see some reps. Went to Texas as a safety, converted to a linebacker. So he's got those coverage instincts. When I was at the Senior Bowl, I got to see him doing some pass rush. I saw a pretty sweet spin move from him. So he's got some tools in his belt as a pass rusher. So I think this guy just kind of has a little bit of everything. I don't think he's as much of a downhill player. As a guy like Michael Parsons, but I think he's very dynamic, and you could put him in that bubble like of dynamic players, and you can never have too much dynamic players in your defense. I mean, think about J. Ron Curse, you know, Michael Parsons, now DeMarvion Overshone, you know, just guys who can do a little bit of everything, position flexibility, and the Cowboys got that. And Dan Quinn is the coach I trust and believe who can manage these guys and put them in a position to help the defense, lift the defense to the next level, and hopefully. Get us somewhere we haven't been in a long time. 
All right. I was impressed with Jabril Cox. He seems to be like fully healthy, sideline to sideline, moving very well in coverage. I saw a few reps where he was running like, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn coming out of the backfield, Jabril Cox breaking speed, knocking the ball down. And that was impressive to me because he coming out of coming out of North Dakota State, then going to LSU, coming into the draft. That was kind of his thing. He's the guy who's going to be a nickel linebacker. And it seems to me like he's his coverage ability showing up. He looks fully healthy. Like him and Michael Gallup, both of them seem they can hit that that extra gear that they weren't able to hit last year, you know, coming off the injury. So I'm excited. I think Jabril Cox will be a player. He'll get reps. He'll be good on nickel. And, you know, LSU linebackers, man. We also got Damone Clark. I, give me more LSU linebackers. Look over this shoulder. I got the LSU stuff over here, over here. I love those LSU players, all right? So Malik Hooker at Ohio State, all right, he gets a three-year contract up to $24 million, 28 years old. I saw some PFF grades from him. This guy's coverage grades have been outstanding. Now he's going to be with the Cowboys for three years, the length of the Donovan Wilson contract. I don't know I don't know what this means about J. Ron Kurse because I believe he's only on a one-year deal. All right, I know Marquise Bell, he's been playing. He's been – uh, I, I said Keyshawn Vaughn before. I just had a brain fart. It was Deuce Vaughn. So going back a few steps <laughs> to the Jabril Cox, that's how my brain works. So I'm sorry when I said Keyshawn Vaughn. Jabril Cox made a break on Deuce Vaughn, but now back to Malik Hooker. Um, so, you know, Marquise Bell's playing well. You know, will the Cowboys lock up J-Ron Curse long-term after this deal? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they could put this much money into their safeties a few years ago they didn't put any money into their safeties now they got dono signed malik signed but malik's another guy knock on wood if he can stay healthy you know deep roam in the secondary good breaking speed closing speed keeps everything in front of him I, I like that the cowboys are investing in that position because in the dan quinn defense that position is very important another player they invested in this offseason they brought him back thank goodness they did jonathan hankins Man, I saw multiple people, even Kyle Yeomans. I think Kyle Yeomans had him as like the defensive player, that, or I think the practice player of the day, like two or three practices ago. Disruptive in the backfield, man. Clogging holes, but penetrating. I believe I saw Bobby Belt also said like he had never seen Jonathan Hankins moving like this. Like the guy, he had a full offseason with the Cowboys. He's healthy. He looks to be in the best shape of his life. So it's a great time for him to be doing that. He's going to be helping our linebackers out. Another guy who's going to be helping our linebackers out, Mozzie Smith. I mentioned, you know, he got a double team. Then, you know, you're not going to rarely, very rarely are you going to be the double team, especially in your rookie season against Tyler Smith and Tyron Smith, both first-round offensive linemen. But I did see a rep of him one-on-ones driving an offensive lineman straight into the backfield, like off the snap. Michael Parsons had this to say on Mozzie Smith. He's super explosive, super strong. Every day he's gotten better. He's like, man, teach me how to pass rush. Teach me how to get off. Teach me how to do this. He's been emphasizing that and just getting better and better. So he's hungry. All right. He's a hungry player, which as a rookie, that's what you want. Seems to be pretty quiet around him. He seems to be working hard, doing his job. Give me a hungry rookie, wants to learn, wants to evolve his game. And I think it's pretty much going to pan out. Another rookie who seems absolutely hungry is Eric Scott. I've been saying this for a few weeks. We heard so many things about him in OTAs. Like he was getting reps with the ones, and that wasn't just window dressing, all right? He's going to make the roster. Not only is he going to make the roster, I would wager he sees decent playing time this year. Like there might be games he starts. You know, with injury, if there's injuries, I would not be surprised if there's games he starts this year. 
I saw rep versus him versus Michael Gallup, where Michael Gallup kind of ran like a, a corner post. Like he took a step to the corner, ran a post. Scott was on his hip. And then Scott, the eye discipline, just watched his hips, followed through, watched his hands go up, played through the ball. Like, dude didn't look out of position, not once. And for a guy his size to be mugging a wide receiver like that with those long arms, it's hard to see the ball through him. And when he's in good position, you ain't coming down with that football. I just think this guy, like another steal. Deron Bland was a steal in the sixth last year. Eric Scott's another steal. Super excited. I think Eric Scott's going to be a ball player for the Dallas Cowboys. One guy I'm a little concerned about is Luke Schoonmaker. Supposedly he's got a plantar fascia, some sort of foot injury, you know, since, since Michigan. And uh, I think he was expected, like he put his pads on, he was jogging through routes and then he had a minor setback as per Mike McCarthy. So yeah, it's a plantar fascia injury. So the hope is now that the rookie tight end can do some more on Monday, but I'm, I'm not holding my breath. You know, I think it's right now, Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, probably going to be the lead one, two guys for the Cowboys, at least early on in the season. I wouldn't rush Luke Schoonmaker. I wouldn't rush him in when he got, you know, I know he's a second round pick, but if this injury was coming from Michigan, they had to know he had this before they selected him with that second round pick. So I think those guys can do the job. I want him healthy. I don't want him banged up in and out, in and out, you know, in and out. That's not a good situation. And he'll never develop chemistry with Dak going in and out, in and out. So I would prefer they waited until he's can be consistently on the field so that once he's there, he can stay there. And finally, this is inconsistent. And it's the Cowboys kickers. They went one for six during the mojo moment. Saturday's blue and white game is the Cowboys kicker for the 2023 season on the roster beats me. I mean, how can you go into the season with these guys as your kicker, any of them as your kicker? I wouldn't do it. I mean, McManus was available. Why didn't we sign McManus? You know, I don't know what we're thinking. I do not know what we're thinking. Like, oh man, especially playing defense. Like if you're a team that plays, you know, we are going to have an electric offense. But when you're a team that right now your identity your identity is the defense, you're expecting low-scoring games. You know, unless we blow everybody out of the water, which I would love. But if your defense is holding the opponent to low scores, and we're playing in low-scoring games, we need a kicker. A good defense, a great defense needs to be accompanied by a good kicker. And if we don't have one, we better be like the Rams. Like back in the day, the greatest show on turf. Like we better be blowing teams out the water because I don't want to be my heart pounding pup, 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 pup every single week coming down to the fourth quarter with five minutes if we're down by one or we're up by two. Like I don't want to be worrying about what if we have to kick. You know, God forbid we go into another playoff situation where we miss four field goal. Like, come on, let's let's make a move. Like, let's find somebody. And at this point, I mean, it's August. So you know what? You know, we made our bet. Right. Cowboys made their bed. We got to sleep in it. Uh, you know, I don't even know if there's going to be anybody available who's going to be able to just miraculously show up and get the job done. But for the most part, besides the kickers, everything seems gravy. Donovan Wilson shed the boot. So I'm sure it's probably two or three more weeks. I think he'll be ready for week one. Cowboys look good. The Cowboys look healthy. We got NFL football coming up. We got preseason football coming up and football's in what, like 30 days. So shout out to Cowboys Nation. Now about them Cowboys, episode number 19. Thanks for rocking with me. Subscribe, comment, like, find me on the Twitter at Coach Sheps. Find the show at Toilets and Titles. And if you're a lunatic like me who not only loves the NFL football, you also love fantasy football, 
reach out to me on Twitter, get into the Toilets and Titles Gilded Chat. We're talking all things NFL, fantasy football, 24-7. We're running multiple mock drafts every week, and I'd love to see you in there. So, everybody, thank you. I will catch you all later on. Take care.